appreciate the worship leaders, uh, the worship team, uh, the unity. You can feel the unity between them. As they interact, they are interacting. They pray with each other. They believe for a full service. And the anointing just flows. And we just enter into it and we're blessed. And uh, praise comes up in us. And unity is a huge thing. I want to pray before I get started tonight. Uh, my printer is down. It went offline. But thank God I write things down. I had to pull all my notes out of every little thing. And I was able to pull it together in a book. And God's been pulling this together for about two months now. Just throwing things literally in my path so that I could look at it. And glean from it. So, uh, as I pray tonight, I want y'all to extend your hands toward me. I want to be able to deliver this with the anointing, with everything that God gave me. So I won't miss any part of it. Father, I thank you tonight. I thank you for, for for this revelation that you give me, Lord. It's just set me free. Set me free to be. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for it, Father. Only you can do the things that you're doing in our midst. Only you, Lord. I thank you for everyone that's here. I thank you for those that are listening online. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, <clears throat> I was I had gone to see Quentin and driving back home, uh, <clears throat> I saw this like a uh, industrial park along the way. And there was a sign out by the road that said, Don't agenda the Holy Spirit out. Isn't that a unique thing? So I I thought, Don't agenda the Holy Spirit out. And it had to be a businessman. It had to be someone of business that would even allow that to be on the billboard. But I thought, what a, what a phrase, don't agenda. And so I thought the Holy Spirit was pleased with that man or woman. Whoever put it up there was pleased that everybody that went by there heard about the Holy Spirit. And that meant they hadn't taken the Holy Spirit out of their business. They had considered him when they were putting it up, when they were doing business, when they were drawing up plans, they were including the Holy Spirit in their plans. I thought that was wonderful. Uh, I'm ready for the slide now. And when I was watching television, an ad came on. And it was a, it was a picture of a chemistry lab. And these young students were around this lab uh, table, and up in front of them was a, a a piece of equipment that held in its prongs a square of honeycomb. Now, if you will look at the picture, you will see immediately that each cell is in the shape of a hexagon. Think of what God did to the each bee to get them to comply with his design. Each bee has an assignment. They eat of the honey 
and chew on the honey, and it becomes wax that they spit in, and then they put it in the shape of a hexagon. Why a hexagon? Because of the strength that is in the hexagon. They all do it in unity. Each bee knows his purpose. Each bee is serving the whole. If a bee were to randomly build its own cell, it could cause collapse of the cells around it. A bee that is in one hive does not fly out and go build cells in another hive. It is killed if it does. It's each hive, we have an odor. We have a unity. We have a togetherness. And as we purpose, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but let's look at Psalms 133. This is how important unity is. Psalms 133. Now, if you will look at this in the way the Lord's showing me this, you will receive a tremendous blessing. It, I, it has changed my life. It's just changed my life. I'm I'm peaceful. I refuse dissatisfaction. It says, behold, how good and pleasant it is. In other words, it's good and pleasant for brethren, for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing... There's a blessing that's coming when we walk in unity for life forevermore. Life. Each cell of the of the honeycomb. Teresa's so good. She's Teresa's putting up honeycombs. Look at this one. Notice the hexagon. And and the cells that have formed. Each one was had each bee was purpose driven for the whole for the growth of the whole one mind one accord nothing could withstand it and each one of those cells could have an egg placed in it so in the unity in the structure, in their, in their one mind, in their one purpose, when every one of them is focused on the whole and outward and serving their purpose, regeneration happens. You don't have to worry about it. It's going to happen. It's going to build Each cell is producing another bee that's going to do the very same thing. Unity brings life. And it brings a blessing from God, that life evermore. We need to, we've got Christians out shopping for churches. Well, let's just see if this one fits. Let's just see if that one fits. Because, you know, I, I like how this works. I like how that works. Now, I'm not condemning anybody if God told you to go do that. But I'm thinking that the designer of the hive 
needs to be consulted. Uh, he told me to come here. And I can't tell you that I've been satisfied with everything. I, I'll, I'd be lying. I can't tell you I haven't had days that I just don't know if this is going to work. I've had those days. But when I began to serve and humble myself to serve, to lift up, to edify, to build and get it out there, building, building the unity, the next thing I knew, dissatisfaction had to leave. Because I felt the, the, the blessing of the Lord. Let's look. Um, let's look <clears throat> at Second uh, Corinthians. That's not the one I really wanted to look at yet. Let's go. Let's go to First um, uh, Corinthians eleven twenty four. First Corinthians. <clears throat> And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death, the Lord's death, Till he comes. Now the word communion is common union. One purpose. Together. Unity. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup in a, of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. In other words, if you've come to get that meal so you can eat, you're not remembering the Lord. Because he warns that. He said, for this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we came to get something for us, if we came uh, to the Lord because he could give us something, then that's, that's not the, the communion that he wanted. We go there to serve him. We come into the body of Christ on our knees sometimes. But we come in a yielded state. To do his purpose, to serve one another. And as like the, in the, when we're talking about finances, when you give, you know the Father's going to give more than you can handle. Well, when you give service to the body for the whole, for the whole thing, to build the church, to edify, to build, to lift up, to bring in, to, to lay hands on, every one of the gifts heal the body, mend the body. We've got to have the gifts starting to operate. They're more than Band-Aids. And when you start following prophet around for your, to get a word, to get a word, to give a, get a word, that's not the way the gifts are supposed to operate because in each cell it's completed in itself. The gifts operate within the cell. We have a prophet sitting right there. 
If you need a prophecy, guess where God's going to send it? He's not going to send it to a stranger out in the boonies that you have to go see, that you have to, whatever, you can't judge his fruit. You can't see what the man's life is like. And many people are running around the body doing this. We have God will send to you what you need if you're serving. If you're serving and lifting up where you are, we're supposed to put roots down and bear fruit up unto our God. And uh, I'm, I don't listen to a lot of other preachers because I have to be clear. What I, I want revelation from the Holy Spirit. When I read the Word, I want Him to be able to tell me something. He just threw up. I mean, He threw stuff in my face. And Pastor mentioned, Pastor Angela mentioned Sunday, or maybe two Sundays back. I'm not sure when she said this, but I think she said the devil's up this game. He's on turbo. And we're still riding a tricycle in a lot of areas. He is, he's got things mapped out for the body of Christ because so many people are being foolish with themselves, with their minds, with their time, and they're not serving where they are. They're not lifting up those who are sick. They're not tending to widows like the widows need to be tended to. They need a hug once in a while. The single people need lifting up. They need to be fitted into families. The singles are supposed to be fitted into families. And I hope we do that. I hope we do that. I hope that's a main thing that we do because that's what Jesus said to do. That's what he said to do. That's the design of the cell to heal itself, to strengthen itself. And, and, and we've got, we are so high-minded. Some people are so high-minded they think they can drink out of anything. They're so mature they can listen to that and just spit it out. It's not that easy once the devil gets a hook in you. And he does it one thought at a time, at a time, at a time. And then you can't think straight. You start running with the wrong people. You start taking in their advice. You start listening to somebody outside of your church. Uh, and they'll speak, oh, well, I just don't understand how you can stay there. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm going to say this. There is no offense in me about it. But we've got Africans here. Did you know that? I just thought I'd ask. My skin's different than your skin. But when we look at each other, I don't see skin. I see Noja. I see Falka. I see Oji. We need, and I see y'all. I'm Indian. I'm four different kinds of Indian. But I want you to know God wants us to grow up. He wants us to spit on the honey. He wants us to form it into wax. And he wants us building where we are. There are people, there are needs where we are. There are people that just need a kind word. And he will tell us where to put your spit. Where to put that wax to heal that and shore that up. He will tell you. But we got to be listening. And we got to get the Holy Spirit back in our agenda. I drove home in that awful rain one night. And I, I thought, well, I'll go the 99. You know, it's fast and I can get there. It's a good road. When I got on 99, the, the rain, it just came a deluge. I was driving. The center line is not marked well. 
People were going 75 miles an hour, and here I was, and I was so tense. And I got to 45, and I got on 45, and it was the lights were good. The marking was good, but I was in between two 18-wheelers. And it was just like this. And then I look up the road just a little bit, and there is a tube about this big around. It looked like a big air conditioning duct. I could see some insulation hanging out of it, so I knew what it was. And I, they weren't slowing down, and I was just being kind of washed in between the, 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 you know, the rain and everything. And I said, God, I have nowhere to go because this piece of stuff went all the way across the lane. And this this 18-wheeler on the right moved up slowly. And all of a sudden, the gush of that wind out from under his truck moved that piece out of my way. See what God was doing, protecting me out of all the people on that road. I was in his hand, and he was just moving it out of my way. Do you see what I'm saying? I knew that I was supposed to come to the meeting that I had gone to. I knew that I was supposed to be. I know I'm supposed to be in Conroe. I know I'm supposed to go here. But I know God has got to keep me safe to do it. I'm supposed to teach in this church. Now, no man called me to teach in this church. No man talked to me. A pastor didn't even talk to me about it. He just said, you're going to teach. Well... Holy Spirit told him that. He had to have told him that because nothing in me is but teach. Do you understand? If you're my friend, I'm going to teach. If I sit with you across, it just bloop, 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 and I can't help it. It just happens. It's there. It's a gift I didn't ask for. I don't know why in the world he'd give it to me, but it's there. And I'm very careful what I hear and who I hear it from because the devil would love for me not to know about honeycomb for him for the for me not to get this revelation that if we give in service we will get served we will walk in protection and we will walk in regeneration we're going to have people coming in here out of the storms of life if we get this right if we start serving the our serving here and not causing conflict, and not allowing the devil to take any of our thought life, and we, re- we watch what we eat because we want to eat right, we want to be healthy, and we discern the body properly. We are to serve. We're to humble ourselves. We're, we're members of each other. And, and the Word says, let me find it. Let me find where that is. I love, I write things down. Paul, in, in 2 Corinthians ten twelve, you can show another picture of a honeycomb if you want to. She found so many neat pictures. They're just, is that the drapery one? Oh, I love it. Isn't that beautiful? That is God. Look at all those hexagons. Look at that. That is amazing. Amazing. I, I just... Man, some purpose-driven bees there. They've got scallops. Chapter <laughs> uh, verse twelve, Second uh, Corinthians ten, twelve through eighteen. He says, uh, "For you dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, 
But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. So if you start looking at somebody else and thinking, you know, I I think I do that better than she does, and however you compare, you know, we get jealous, envious, we want to... We want what somebody else has got, you know, and we think that's cool. We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us. See, we can can rejoice, and I can say I'm a teacher in this sphere, and I've been appointed here. God told me to go to the ark. When I walked in, my spirit said, you're at home, and I watched Angel. I looked around at the signage. And I thought, somebody's mature here. They, they've got the signs up. They're directing people. And I saw Al. Al was at the water fountain. And this big man wearing a suit, I knew he was one, had to be one of the leaders because he was taking a cloth and cleaning the water faucets. That's leadership. We need to learn. A servant's heart is humble. They don't have to have praise and glory, and you don't have to show, you don't have to walk around patting everybody on the back, Pastor Angela, because our glory is going to come from the Lord. Because we're doing it unto the Lord. We're doing it with an humble heart of submission. It just needs to be done. I remember, I remember cleaning toilets, and I remember cleaning things when I first started at Bread of Life. And, uh, I can't tell you how many Saturdays I was in there cleaning urinals and cleaning all, and, and me and the pastor's wife, we were in there doing all this. Never thought a thing about it. It was just needed to be done, and we were building a church. If we want this church built, then we're going to have to humble ourselves and serve to do the small stuff. It's the small foxes that, that destroy the vine, the insignificant things. That we think, oh, somebody else will do it. We need to offer up unto God our service. Jesus told, uh, let me go and finish this because I've got a little bit more of this. It says, uh, don't don't boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God's appointed us, a sphere which especially includes you. Now, we're included For we are not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you. For This is Paul talking. For it was to you that we came with the gospel. We're going to be free to share the gospel when we built our sphere unto the Lord. It's going to go out. It's going to be strong. It's not going to have weakness in it because we will have gotten the design that our Lord gave us to do. He gave Pastor Goodluck a vision. And we've got to be strong and we've got to be uh, humble to do what he's called us to do. So let's be smart. B-E-E smart. Let's be smart. And let's discern the body and the structure of the body and the purpose of the body. Uh, uh, We're one body and he sets the members in where he chooses. And I'm to fit with you and to know you. And love is the glue that sticks us together. We do have, and judgment, now it's not that we don't judge sin, but we do it in such a way that the person's not destroyed. We do it in such a way, we go to them and say, brother, uh, I, 
I'm concerned for you. Let me show you what the word says about what you're doing. And I want to pray with you about it or, you know, and approach them. It may be that you know one of their best friends that might help you to do this so they wouldn't feel, you know, attacked or something like that. But we're going to have to do some mending. We're going to have to do some sewing. And we're going to have to do some some uh, patchwork and things like that as we move forward. All of us have paths. All of us have things going on. I was listening to somebody and they were telling me, well, this is what I need. I need, I need friends. I need this. I need that. And I need people my age. And I, she's talking to somebody who's quite old here. So that means I don't count. Well, we all count. And I was coming down 45 and the Lord spoke to me. He said, that word that was spoken over you, your age is just a number. You've got lots to do. And I, age is just a number. I don't care what age you are. If you're a teenager or whatever, age is just a number. The call of God that's on you is what matters. The call of God that's on me, I've got to protect that in the sense that I don't let, I listen to people who are fruitful, fruit bearers. I listen to people that I've been, I had a chance to watch their lives a little. I don't just, Listen to every wind of doctrine. Uh, that's a big trick of the enemy right now. Thinking uh, that you can go and listen and take from every well, every well around. You cannot. I don't care how entertaining they are. How fun-like they look. You can go and you can all of a sudden become dissatisfied. Dissatisfaction will move in. Eve, perfect situation. Think of Eve. Strutted around naked, didn't even know it, couldn't have cared less. She was absolutely gorgeous, the only woman in the room, only one in the earth. She had it made in the shade. And all the devil had to do was tell her, you're lacking. Something's being withheld. And the next thing you know, she is very dissatisfied with her situation. And so she goes and talks to Adam. And Adam, I mean, he's gaga over the woman. And he just listened. And she had been handing him fruit probably and feeding him and sharing and all that kind of stuff, you know, in the garden already. And when he, he said, she said, it's good for food here, he partook of it. He had no wall of defense against her influence because up until that time all he knew was good. But he didn't know that she had been indoctrinated with evil. And it started with a thought. So don't think you're smarter than Eve. Because we're, we get tricked a lot. And I'll tell you, as you age, there is everything online telling you that you need this next drug that can kill you in the fine print. It'll kill you in the fine print. Let's go to Romans 6.22. I know I'm jumping around. Bless your sweetheart back there. I love you, Theresa. And I know you love me. She puts up with me. We laugh over text. We've looked. <laughs> okay, 6.19b. Uh, 
619B. It says, uh, I'll just read the whole thing, 19. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh, for just as you presented your members as slaves of unrighteousness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were, were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been free from, the, from sin and having become slaves of God, you have, fruit, have your fruit in holiness. And the end, everlasting life. There it is again. We want to, we, we want to do this. We want to do the design like God wants to do it. Our pastor is doing, and she is committed to God with all her heart to do it God's way and what the Holy Spirit. And we just need to start serving. We need to let the Holy Spirit tell us when someone needs something or when someone's in trouble. Recently, someone came to mind. I I could not sleep because some things had been said to me. And so it was a Friday night. I went to bed at 12. I got up at 1. Went to bed at five, got up at six. I could not. That bed and I were not going to see each other. And I, I, the devil knows if he keep, wakes me up like that, I'm going to pray in tongues. So I began to pray in tongues and people, certain people began to come to mind. And I kept praying in tongues because they were in trouble. And I knew they were in trouble. You see, we've, we've got the Holy Spirit and we need to honor and respect him. He was sent to us. Jesus sent him back to us, not to play with and not to play with his gifts, but to yield and listen so that he can tell us what to do. He can guide us step by step by step if we listen. He can tell us secrets that only you know. He can give you words of knowledge that will astound you. And you will know something that you may be the only person on earth that he told it to. And you might have a a honeycomb blast out of the television at you and show you something. Think Think of the design and think of the design in us. He is whole. He is Jesus. The design we have in us is Jesus. Look at that. Bees. That's bee spit and honey. Turned into wax. Only God, only God could have done that. Only God can do what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to build. And my, I'm a joint. And I, you're a joint. And you're a joint. And what you supply, it's built, this body of Christ in the earth is built up what we each supply. What we each, how each of us serves. And our supply is met according to his riches and glory as we serve one another. I don't know if that clock is it. When am I supposed to quit? Huh? Okay. 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 Uh, We've got to. When Jesus was washing, think of the disciples. They're dirty. They've been walking around in sandals. Their feet are dirty. And Jesus girds himself, and he fills a basin. This is in John, John 13. 
He fills a basin and he starts washing feet. And Peter comes up and says, oh, Lord, you know. Uh, and then he came to Simon Peter and uh, Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? He meant they're dirty. You know, you're my Lord. What what are you doing? And go on. It says, Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. And then it went on. It said, um, the next one is... Okay, look at uh, 13, 17 through 17. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant. Okay, you call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so am I. So I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. In other words, I am the pattern. I am the design. What you see me doing. He didn't do anything he didn't see the Father doing. This is in the mind of God that we serve, we wash one another. We give joints to joint, love to love. We give whatever the need is. And as we supply the need, our need is met. It's just, it's a draw. It's like a, a vacuum on heaven. When we give like that, it's a vacuum on heaven. You want riches? Can you handle it? When you serve, you can handle it. Because you know it's going to go out of you. Because you've got to have this in your mindset. We want to be wealthy. We want to support the body of Christ throughout the world, right? Okay. Serve. And when that's developed in you, that that's what it's for. It's for the, it's for the strength. And the upbuilding of the cell, the whole hive, the whole thing, it, as each individual thing is, is shored up. That's a perfect design, by the way, because it supports everything around it, and they support everything in it. And that's how it works. That's what, like the body of Christ. And if we want wealth and riches to flow through here, we're going to have to serve with humility. And where that is, God commands the blessing when unity happens. God commands the blessing, and it happens. We're going to see things that we've never seen. Sunday was absolutely gorgeous. If you missed it, go watch it. It was gorgeous. It was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and, and, the, and the Word had come forth, and the, and the anointing was all over this place. And it was getting all over everybody. Angela was making sure of it. It was anointing going on, off her hands like she anoints for her, for her serving those people that come to her that are in need. She anoints not only for her protection, but it protects them from any demonic attack while she's ministering to them, while she's tending to them. We've got to support each other. And, and I had someone say recently to me, just, I get, people say things to me. And I, it's like, I have to be healed sometimes because it's just like a, I get run over. But I want you to say, if you're discontent, step on that devil's neck and you start serving and you ask God to give you contentment. 
He whose mind is stayed on him has perfect peace. That's what the Word says. Get in the, get the mind of Christ and you'll have peace. We've got to do this, folks. If we want this church reproducing itself, we've got to build the cell. We've got to put the strength around it so it can house the little ones that are going to be coming. So nothing can get to them because we're serving. And it's like a mighty fortress around what God's, the work that God wants to do here. The building up of the body of Christ. And uh, we've got the gifts have begun. The five-fold ministry is in this church already. We've got an evangelist sitting here. Two of them. On the front row, evangelist. That's a, that's a five-fold ministry. I'm a teacher. I know I was called to God to do what I'm doing. And there's, there's a prophet and there's, a, there's an apostle. They're going to start churches. The gifts are in here. And we need to recognize it, honor it, and honor the place where we are. Don't dishonor it. Don't let anyone dishonor it to you. Don't listen to gossip. Don't listen to anything that's contrary to the whole, that would harm the whole. Guard your ears. Guard your minds. Protect your heart at all costs so that the evil one won't have something to work with, won't have a hook to get into you, a place where a hook can get in. I want to pray. Uh, the Lord told me two months ago, somebody is here that's been troubled with shoulder pain and neck pain. Okay, Jonathan, I'm going to pray for you. Right now, the church is going to pray with me for you. Uh, the Lord told me two months ago that you were going to be in here. He didn't tell me who, but I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to pray for you. you want to, can you come forward? Is this oil that I can use? Let's pray for Jonathan that this won't ever bother him again. See, he's been lifted up and the devil would love to attack him. You help me and I'll help you. Okay? Thank you. I'm going to, may I put my hands on your head? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I loose you from all pain. I loose you from stress in the name of Jesus. I loose you to that calling that you've been called to. And every evil thing that would tell you you can't do it, you can do it. Your gifts, the callings are irrevocable, irrevocable. We loose you from pain in your neck. We loose you in the name of Jesus. You're healed, brother. You're healed from your head to your toes. And don't ever take this again. Just say no. The moment you have that first pain, the first pain, you say no. You, you run that like a scalded dog. You scald him and you cause him to run. Don't spend any time with that, with that pain anymore. Don't nurse it. Do not let it have you in the name of Jesus. I love you, brother. Praise God. Praise God. We are, uh, we're getting healed around here in our minds, our wills, our emotions. And we're going to come to the place of honor, dignity, and service with each other. We're going to honor each other. We're gonna, it'll be, we'll walk in dignity with each other. And we'll walk in contentment and peace. We want peace of mind. And tonight, when you're driving home, don't even have a thought, Mary Lou, don't have a thought of anything happening. And say, tell your eyes to see well. And we just speak peace to you as you go home. And uh, I just want to say, it is an honor and a privilege for me to serve in this church. And I may not serve in all the capacity that uh, 
I used to think I was supposed to. But I know that I know my standing here is important. It's, 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 God gives me revelation. And they may seem like a childlike, but they're, I give you a picture and you can see it. So be, E-E, be smart. Discern the body. When, when weariness comes, discern the body. So, okay, what? Okay, I want to take communion, or help me to see the body right. Help me to see the body right. Help me to see where I fit. Help me to see that I can serve. Every one of us can touch each other in ways that are God-driven. And we, we need to lift our pastor up all the time and lift up those that are in authority all the time. Every, every leader in this church so that the, and, and each other when we're quickened. So that we will not fall prey to the devil. He's on the hunt. And he's clever. And he's tricking a lot of people. And we are, we are going to consider only, we're going to discern the body and our place in it and our purpose in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray for us. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for your message, for your ways, for your design. And Father, help us to humble ourselves to serve in the capacity you want us to serve. Help everyone, Father, that would break and run because of flesh. We bind it up in the name of Jesus. We bind up high-mindedness in the name of Jesus. We bind up fear in the name of Jesus and selfishness. We bind you up in the name of Jesus from this body. That we, our needs will be met according to his riches and glory because we're going to use his example and we're going to do by his example. We're going to serve one another. We're going to wash one another. We're going to help one another and strengthen one another. And we're, the gifts are going to flow. They're going to operate to build the whole in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Amen.